a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Lock food of trim sitting down by the street, but leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead, and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you keep going. Leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Welcome to the Outdoor Zone. We are the Outdoor Zone. It is the Outdoor Zone. <laughs> Live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home with you, our regulators, every Sunday morning live, 7 to 9 a.m. Central. Or 24-7, 365 at all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me today. As per usual, is Cody Ryan. Oh, yeah. And the beef. Where's the beef? He's yeah. in the house. Uh, the ranch heads are here today. They got here ahead of us. Got the old gate open and fired up the old pot belly stove and put a screw in the screen door to make sure that thing stayed on the hinges that are about 107 years old. 82 years old uh and uh so welcome hey uh so man, we had i had rain all night last night i had no idea it was raining all night last night i i, I don't really? have i don't even living i don't even living a weather app i don't watch local tv what is the best weather app that you guys have on your phone? You mean the, you don't have a weather app? Oh, he just has you, something well, that pops up and tells him things. My, how I are just, you even? How are you? How are you even your age without a weather app? Yeah, that's like you should live on the weather app. I even look at the weather app. You are. You should be the weather app. You are failing as well, an old the man. Well, on my, my big toe says it's going to be a hard one. You are failing spring. as an old man. You are not, you are supposed to be the weather app. Okay, here we this go. This is just an Indian summer. We got uh, cold weather coming. <clears throat> I use Wunder, Wunder ground weather. Wunder? Oh, that, sound, that sounds oh. illegal. No, that sounds Russian. Germans are tracking everything you're doing. 
Wunder. Yeah, that's no, that's Russian. That is, that is, definitely. Morse and Natasha are following you. Putin's making money. Every value goal off a beef steak. It's really good. It has the uh, sunrise, sunset, last light, first light, and it also not only tracking on the uh, radar, but it'll show you past history. So if you said, "What was it like a year ago?" You know, so you can. <clears throat> I always check. I always want to know what the weather was like a year ago. It, it helps me plan my day. Well, when I was setting up my archery stand, this is what I used to figure out. Remember, I wind. did a whole wind study and uh, where the wind was blowing out of over there in okay. Mason. Let, let beef be the one who comes up with some. Highly technical reason that I just, just use the one that's on the uh, iPhone. It has all of those elements already. I mean, I hate to you know say it, but but you you see the radar and stuff. Does that have the radar on? No, oh, no, that's a different app. Uh huh. See, don't. Well, you I'm don't you, look from a guy who doesn't have any weather app or <laughs> anything that he I'm uses sure I regularly have one on there. I mean, like we got to take it in steps. You're apparently. Not as far along in the um, we need to help him, weather, we, Cody. We need to weather help him. following. I have people. <clears throat> he watches the you. news on the regular TV and hears it. No, yeah. no, we don't have regular TV out oh, here. That's right. It doesn't reach all the way out there, does it? Mm-mm. He goes outside in his <laughs> underwear every morning. That's how he gets his weather. <laughs> hey, like how do you know that? <laughs> and walks back inside. And his feet are wet. He's like, "Well, must have rain." It's good. The rain is good, man. We need, as they say, the only way to cure a drought is for floods. So mine says it's going <clears> to <throat> rain in thirty-one minutes. So that's how precise mine my, is. My wow. uh, my underwear setting said it was raining already. Where <laughs> I'm at. So you woke up and. The the other thing that I like about Wunder under Wunderground underground uh, weather is that it <clears throat> has all these stations all over that you can click on a weather station if you want to get more specific. There are uh, weather stations all over set up, like every mile or so, someone's got a weather station that has uh, been set up, so you can click You're just on linking Putin. To further locations. Man, he's going to know exactly where to drop those. I'm going to look right yeah. now. I'm going to drop. I'm going to go to uh, your location, and I'm going to check it out and see if No, 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 no. No, 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 Don't be leaking on me. Don't be leaking where I am. Oh, my gosh. My bunker here. Oh, no. Nobody wants to know where you are. Or you don't want anybody to know where I don't want. I don't want Putin to know where I am from your illegal app weather app there so uh so today got a bunch of stuff for the show today got some uh some great stuff happening uh in the um on the show we got uh news of the weird is a, a alaskan wolf story that's pretty interesting yeah, so I, I normally am able to read the show prep and things that you do, and then I bring, you know, my stuff or whatever. And, color. Uh, you bring in the color? Yes. I bring <laughs> in all the, 
you know, good stuff. And then, uh, like I just slid that in. And then, uh, <laughs> but you sent this to an email address that uh, I don't use, and you haven't you haven't sent me anything on in probably ten years. So, so do you why. use your Yahoo one? or Gmail or what do you oh, use? Oh, you use, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You use. Yeah, we don't got to go into what all my addresses are. People, I look, didn't say dude, address. Listen, just the, Russia, Russia could get in on this. Just they, the they're domain. They're going to know where I am because Beefsteak told them. Now y'all are giving all my email addresses well, away. Well, you know, you know, I'm of sure. it's all online. That. I don't know what time it is in Russia, but I'm sure those guys are tuned in to the show out there because you don't know. And you don't uh, know. There was somebody know. from Yugoslavia that was tuned in, and some people from UK. So I thought that was interesting when you go and check what people are uh, listening to the we podcast. Got, we got we got guys that are in Ukraine that have listened to the show. I. Uh, and you're worried about my app? Okay. I met a guy building building a house just around the corner from me out here in the middle of the, you know, boonies and uh, out here in the country. I met him last night building a house around the corner, and he listens to the show. Wait a minute. Okay. You know, wait, wait, you wait, wait. Be, Hold you on. You have to behave all the time. I know. Hold on. Wait, people are Cody watching. went out and talked to somebody? Yeah, my he was wife out in public. Me. Oh my god! Yeah, was out in public. Me. It's an FFA fundraiser. There were I know. Seven, I wish I would have known seven... about it. I would have bought some tickets because you could have won Miss Miss Smith and Miss Betty Smith's uh, apple pie. So <laughs> there was there are seven uh, kids involved in our local FFA program out here, <laughs> and got to meet them all. They all introduced themselves, Good. and then. Uh, yeah, and then we my we won, you know, part of the raffle. Holy cow, there were some like lots of items uh, yeah. in the raffle. But we won a. Uh, you joke about Mrs. Smith's. Uh, we have no. Oh, did idea. you win the noodles? No, we we won the cookies. Oh. Uh, in the uh, <laughs> plastic, you know, Tupperware, like we all uh-huh. have. I love that. I love that. Do you get I to mean, keep the Tupperware? Wasn't, there wasn't like a bow on it or anything. It was just like. <laughs> but two you get dozen to keep it, right? Cookies. Cody, you get huh? to keep it? You got to keep the Tupperware? Or do you got yeah, to wash it and told, return it? That's what I told my wife. I said, you hold on tight to that, baby. We need that good Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, so. that's a $50 piece of Tupperware right there. <laughs> but it was hilarious. It was. Uh, I love that, though. It, yeah. Our, our uh, fundraiser for the volunteer fire department out here every year. Well, you came this year. Remember, we met. I've, was, I've been. I've been. It last was in few Winchester, years. Winchester, Winchester, Texas. Volunteer fire department. Yeah, fundraiser. we yeah. went out there and uh, and they have all that same stuff. And there's some lady that lives out there that makes these uh, noodles. They're like spaghetti noodles or whatever, and they're super famous. And uh, and you get them like in a big. Ziploc bag or Tupperware or something like that. Yeah. And well, I was just, joking with the guys I last love it. joking with the guys last night about your Winchester uh Steakhouse? Your Winchester no, the the fundraiser out there that oh. at the end of it they they 
auction off the leftover fried catfish that they have. Uh-huh. You know, they have fried catfish for the actual fundraiser, and then they auction off just bagfuls of the leftovers. Huge things of it. I was it. like, that's, that's hilarious. That is you know? cool. That's kind of cool. Man, but you could, I mean, what you could do with a bag full of fried catfish, you could just have it sitting right next to you all day long and just reach over and just go. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. What do you put They're on so your weird. fried catfish? Do you... uh Dunk it. Tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. You don't use oh. ketchup. Malt and vinegar? Ketchup. You don't put malt vinegar on it? Malt oh, vinegar. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You are from Illinois. Get him, off, get him off of here. Illinois. You are from there. Dude. That's how they do it in speaking Colorado. Speaking of, yes. have you heard, <laughs> Beefsteak, have you heard any of the recent episodes of Meat Eater? Like, oh, yeah. I'm. In fact, I went and... Uh, Listen to it, and I not only did that, but I grabbed the actual uh, essence. John Denver? The essence, the John Denver. Okay. Uh huh. And hey, that we'll is. We'll take a break. So we'll oh take a break. You've got to tell me what this is. Yeah, but you've got to talk about. about um, what, but I did drive by uh, McBride's when I was yeah. driving down Lamar. Incredible well, place. Hey, well, let me tell me, you about McBride's. With the way society is pounding on our gun rights, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. And that's why we support McBride's Guns. They're Austin's family-owned and operated local full firearms uh, dealer. They can get you anything you want. They can order it. They can uh, special order it. Or if they have it in stock, I'm telling you, there's only one place to go. That's our friends, McBride's Guns. They're in the same place they've been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar in Austin, Texas. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532. Or check them out online, McBridesGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. All right, we'll talk a little fishing on the flip side, plus, uh, yes, we will tell you, TJ, what we've been, uh, what we're talking about on the flip side. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365. You can find us at TheOutdoorZone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned in to your show, The Outdoor Zone. Find us every day, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Share this podcast, this live recorded podcast with your friends. Uh, hey, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, truckloads of new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams are headed our way during Nile Maxwell's sales event at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. All month long, we have the newest vehicles showing up by the truckloads daily and make no payments for 90 days. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the first few months of this year. Your first payments won't be due until March 23. It's the biggest event of the year. We've got inventory right now at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, so come and pick yours out today. It's the big sales event for the biggest discounts, best financing offers, and Supercenter site selection. Head to the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Sell more than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit online and buy anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. No, I was. Uh, I was going to, uh, during the break here, I was telling 
Cody Ryan, I have this bottle of water. It's Sea Force. It's Chuck Norris water, and it's supposed to come from underneath his Lone Wolf Ranch. Uh, water from underneath his Lone Wolf Ranch, and has all the minerals and things you need. And it says, Sea Force isn't just water. It's Chuck Norris water. It's a roundhouse kick to, uh, of hydration. It's a roundhouse kick of hydration. So drink Sea Force water because no, 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 no. We're not face. giving that to them. Don't give them no Sea Force yeah, water. Yeah, how come I always get in trouble for talking about yeah, stuff? No. And, you know, like if I talked about his kick butt uptight, coffee. Oh, old TJ over there. Yeah, he's probably got a deal working on the side, <laughs> yeah. just cutting us out of the deal. That's what it is. He's getting free Sea Force. You know, he's super short. Yeah. You ever met him before? Is there a problem short. with that, pal? Yeah. <laughs> I can roundhouse kick like that. <laughs> so before the break, uh, we were mentioning that uh or i was mentioning that i was listening to the uh to the last no 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 no, no. don't say meat eater podcast don't you yeah 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 several several meat eater podcasts in a row they have discussed Mm -hmm. the correct pronunciation of Colorado. colorado colorado and uh, it has come to the conclusion that John Denver would be the uh, on their show that John Denver would be the ultimate source sure. for for the uh, well, distinction. Proper pronunciation. Yeah, proper let, let's pronunciation. just go. Let's just go to that real quick. Hold on a minute. Colorado, Colorado. No, Colorado. I I nailed it. What are you talking about? It was, he didn't say Colorado. They said Colorado. It's no, rad or Colorado. rod. Rad or rod. rod is the. He, said, he didn't say rado. Yes, he did. No, oh he my said gosh. rado. This is it's such a, a little bit of a mix there. It's kind of. Colorado. Rocky Colorado. Colorado. Okay. No, he did not How, say. You know, that I way. was in agreement he does with have kind of a rad see? to his rod. His rod. <laughs> <laughs> so, so meat eater, I enjoyed that whole conversation myself because the interesting they didn't was, argue about it. They just went right to whatever John Denver says is what we agree with. They've been obviously you haven't listened to past episodes because like three, four episodes back they've been arguing about it. So. Well, again, uh, they all came to the conclusion that, that it's whatever, Rado. no, Rado, well, John Denver, however John Denver says it, then that's it. That's all well, there is John to Denver it. didn't even move to Colorado until he was like 30-something. 20, so. 27. But, okay. yeah, and you ought to. Dang, man, he's done his <laughs> research, too. I had my research done, and I was ready for this argument, but he'd done the same research. I almost sent you a whole track that I had pulled out and looped it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend any more time on this. Mm -mm." I was waiting for the Meat Eater podcast, being that they've argued about this very thing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. They listen to this show is what they do. These two have been arguing about this for, I don't know, since years. Yeah, 20 years. So (laughs) we're just going to let it go that... Uh, if you want to go to Colorado, Colorado, uh, you just say it however you want to say it. 
No, you don't. Uh, There's proper so pronunciation. So who do you believe, a guy that sits in a bunker in the middle of Texas or a guy that was born in Denver? Which one? Which one do you want to talk to? Who was born in Denver? Me. That's where I was oh. born in, Porter Hospital in Denver, Colorado. But you were born now, in Illinois. No, I lived there. When things okay. went bad between my mom and dad, we moved back to where my mom's from, to the family farm up there in northwest gotcha. Col- uh, in Illinois. Illinois. Don't say Illinois. Illinois. You, can't talk, you can't talk bad about Illinois. Then that's I know. Where, you, both, you both have lived in Illinois. And I just say I only that lived there just, two weeks, and then I hopped a freight train to get out of there because it was too much for me. <laughs> You ought to enjoy the winners. Oh, my you can, gosh. You can hear terrible. that whole story uh, by going to Amazon, ordering the book Year 13 by T.J. Graney, available at all Amazon locations around the world. Available at all Amazon locations. So, Cody. Poor guy. You know, he, he should have got his that, will He you? wanted his book published back when, like, book people or what are those places that used to, Barnes & Noble used to be around? You know? People would go. Those. They'd go on a Saturday and they'd read. Yeah, yeah. Or you do a book buy. tour. Joe Don, Joe Don does that. Goes on a book Our tour. Our buddy goes to the Barnes and Noble, orders a coffee, and reads books for free uh, at Barnes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's like folding the pages and going back to the same book every week, but that's his place. Don't. And he told me one time. He said, "Now I told you that, but I don't want you going there." Bogart, don't come my over spot. here while I'm here. This is my private time. Hey, we I can't believe to... they st- still have them. Uh, that they're still operational. I mean, what's the point? Hey, uh, Dan Cook in Virginia a... just uh, chimed in. He said, "Beefcake is the native." There you go. Oh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> if he was a true native. And he lived it, loved it, and breathed it. He and would be living it. in Colorado now, Colorado. but he moved to the Holy Land, so he doesn't get to carry that. I did. You got to live it, love <clears throat> it, and live it if you are if you are true to those roots. Like Texas, I you, mean, you can have. Come on. Hey, just because I here. got here as fast as I could, and I've been bubbatized after twenty years. I got a t- my Texas passport. They said, "I don't come I on. Don't, you're I one don't, of us now." Hey, I got a brand on your chest. I've said, "I've said you're one of us," and we're good with that. The problem is that you're still you want to own us and Colorado and dual Illinois citizenship. Whenever okay. we're talking about it, well, so you got to pick one. You got to you got to you got to pick one. Okay, okay. so hey. <sighs> The Burbot fishing record in Indiana has been broken for a third time in less than a month. Philip Duraz of Chesterton, uh, Chesterton, a town in Porter County, caught a 11.4-pound burbot from Lake Michigan on Tuesday, January 10th. I don't even uh, know what a burbot is. What are you well, talking that's about? What the record-breaking catch came from the same body of water. Scott Scaff- Scaffer, an angler from Valparaiso, Indiana, caught two burbot, 10.2 pounds and nearly 9.7 pounds on December 30th. They no idea what you're talking about. 32-year-old record. Well, that's what, what I'm are you talking even talking about? about? There's people up there fishing for stuff that 
I don't even know if they caught these intentionally. They look like a catfish. They do. They wow. look like a catfish. I don't. Oh, they're like a snakefish or something. Well, no, they're not. I don't think they're. They're not in, invasive. I think they're people. Cod-like freshwater fish. We, yeah, I don't. I don't. There's I don't. people out there fishing for stuff that. Or not There's people out there bass. bass fishing. Bass fishing has started. Okay, <laughs> the, it, it once bass fishing starts, it's everything else is just chump change and a bycatch. Oh man! Wow! No, everything else man, is just bycatch. Come on, North boys. Yeah, they're, they're all in Florida. The ice, they're they're all in coming. Florida right now. There's no ice fishing this year. It was too warm. The ice was not safe. Ice fishing very limited, in my opinion, or from what I've heard and reports I've heard. Bass well, those fishing has bummed. started. Uh, the first Toyota Series event took place at uh, Sam Rayburn this weekend or this week, and the day one was canceled. So the full field fish for two days. Uh, Dakota Ebear, I mean a guy that has fished every tournament imaginable the last uh, couple of years, really made a name for himself. Fishes the Bass Pro Tour, worked his way all the way. I mean, has fished everything. One. Uh, his first Toyota Series event at Sam Rayburn by bringing in 32 pounds on day two. And oh. Sam Rayburn just smashing them. Uh, there's a name. There's a guy out there. I have no idea. Never met him. Young guy. But I see his name up in the standings quite a bit there at Sam Rayburn. And I just think his name is the coolest. Is Tater. Tater Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Young guy that's kicking butt over there at Lake Sam Rayburn. And Tater. I just really liked his name. But uh, with a name like Tater, you got to be a bass fisherman. I mean, you don't have a whole lot of choices. You know what I mean? True. Well, yeah. your name. You're not like. Well, now. I'm going to be an investment baker. <laughs> right? How'd you like Come to get a call from Tater. him? Hi, this Just is trust Tater. Trust me with a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me borrow a hundred thousand dollars, and we're going to invest that for you, buddy. Comes the old Tater Reynolds. You're no, you're bass fishing, bro. That's you're, you're selling trucks. You're either or that, or you're working on a fish. ranch and. Yeah. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you get very Tater. Uh, no, that's Teeter. So, yeah, same Anyways. difference. But I uh I uh am excited, man. I leave this coming week for Florida. Uh I don't know that I've talked about what I'm fishing or whatever because I still don't hundred percent know everything if I'm gonna fish two series or not or multiple events or not but i know there's one series for sure that i'm fishing this year is the tackle warehouse invitationals uh major league fishing invitationals this year and uh, pretty excited about that we um we leave uh i leave later this week and heading to florida lake okeechobee and i'll tell you this is something i wanted to mention was that i uh you know, this this is the equivalent of what used to be the FLW Tour, I guess. You know, it's more several times in the last few years since Major League Fishing bought it. But I guess what, what used to be the FLW Tour. And, uh, and it's just neat to kind of... I've always wanted to fish the... I mean, watching the weigh-in at the FLW weigh-ins is kind of what got me into fishing... Uh, tournament wise what got me excited about tournament bass fishing was watching an flw tour weigh in and so it's kind of neat to be fishing what would be or what was i guess as close as i can these days the uh 
the major league fishing invitationals and uh kind of getting to check that box that you know of that thing that i saw 20 years ago that i thought was so awesome and uh kind of get to go fish that this year so excited about that and i'll be leaving next swore, week i could have swore what got you into fishing was the pj and cody ryan fishing extravaganza when you were six years old and you no, were supposed there's to be a difference in between difference in between uh what got me into fishing and tournament fishing they're two different things actually absolutely fishing uh with you when you were supposed to be in school when i was supposed to be in school <laughs> got me to love fishing but our tournament results together uh was not what got me into tournament bass fishing <laughs> we did not okay, have the best okay, tournament record okay all right all right out your health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed but out your health share is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, they offer a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. I've got Altrua across the boat, on the boat this year, and very happy to represent them. Uh, I've got my family covered by Altrua, and it basically all it is, members contribute each month to a membership escrow and then eligible medical needs are then met or then shared from that escrow account it's literally that easy you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org altrua health share where we care for one another coming up we've got uh, some of your favorite segments so stick around it's the outdoor zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7 365 you can find us at theoutdoorzone.com This is T Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Collar. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show and radio, right here, right, number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available live here on Sundays or 24 7, 365 at the Outdoor Zone. Com. Go to the website and find out all you want to know about, about us. And uh, you can link to us and find out about us. You can track Cody on his social media and his, uh, get information on Kids Outdoor Zone and everything else about us boys here in the bunkhouse. And uh, you can also get links to our sponsors, one of which is Sun Auto. <laughs> Well, you know, Beefsteak loves to wrench on his own vehicles, but when it comes to my wife's vehicle to get repaired, you know, it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. So I use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle Anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You ready to go visit? They have locations at 405 West Slaughter Lane. You may see me there. 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park and 1403, Ribery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. Just go to sunautoservice.com. Sun Auto Service. 
Com. All right, now it's time for our news of the weird segment. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So, one of the things that... Uh, that we tracked in here and you've heard us talk about it over the years is when they introduce, Oh, I don't know, you know, carp into a lake or wolves into a park or a new area. And, and what happens when those things are reintroduced or introduced for the first time. And, uh, there is a, uh, small Island. It's called pleasant Island in Alaska. It's not, uh, it's a, it's a pretty small, it's 20 square mile island and uninhabited by humans, but it hosts a remarkably large and rich ecosystem that features deer, otters, red squirrel, and even brown bear. But in 2013, the island got a new addition, wolves. Hmm. When wolves colonized the island in 2013, it set up a natural experiment. This provided a great opportunity to study predator-prey dynamics of wolves and deer. We were, uh, said Roffer Gretchen, we were interested in seeing how the newly colonized wolf population would impact the deer population and predicted that the wolves might eat all the deer <laughs> and then leave the island as it was only separated from the mainland by uh, 1.5 kilometers, one and a half kilometers. The first part of the prediction came true. The deer population around 120, 200 deer plummeted. But instead of moving to greener pastures, the world, wolves re, remained on the island and shifted their diet to sea otters. So they started, they had tracking collars on some of them. They started tracking them and they went from the interior to the edges of the island and along the seashore. And they couldn't figure out what they were doing. And then they realized that they were hunting sea otters because when sea otters come out of the water to the sun on the rocks, they switched to the, uh, they could they could pounce on them and, and catch them. But so they did a lot of studies and it was really interesting. And yeah, they they put a big smackdown on the deer population, and then switched to the otters. Um, and then the weirdest thing, then they stopped the study. And seems to me, and I guess there's some people trying to raise the money so they could get the funding back up. It seems to me that they ought to be watching that pretty close to see what populations are hurt by that. Um, I guess, I mean, I don't know how they whack half or a big chunk of the deer population and then not anymore. You know, I guess so, the deer are faster, <clears throat> more spread out. I wonder why they decided to colonize. I mean, were they pushed out? And is that our fault too? I mean, well, they... I, I'm sure they brought them in there because of the deer populations. Because no, a lot of I, times those from islands what I, will. From what I understand, they are do they did it on their own. The wolves did. Nobody introduced them. There wasn't a uh, a study that said we're going to drop wolves in. They just naturally no, got they over dro- there. They were there because some of them had collars on them, tracking collars. I know, but I believe that came afterwards. I think it was a happy coincidence that they started doing this and then someone said hey this would be great to study at least that's how i understood 
understood it. And that was the, why it was so dramatic is because they came over on their own. Well, you know, they have some of those islands that they talk about that are infested with, like, feral cats. <laughs> and that would be an experiment that would be worth putting a wolf or a fox or two on and see what happens. Wouldn't take or, that long, though, you know? Like, it would be it'd be one and done once they figured out that a cat's got a little bit of flavor to it. You know, it'd be done pretty quick. Well, then we can just like, introduce I just think them. it would be an, I mean, they talk about these islands. Uh, some of them are, are populated with people, but there ain't nothing worse than a feral cat getting in your stuff. I think uh, it's interesting and it drives love me them. absolutely bonkers. I've been keeping up with stories when they talk about the Yellowstone wolves. First of all, these are not Yellowstone wolves. Yellowstone has no ownership to these wolves. Yellowstone is a national park that has no fence or boundary, or it has a boundary. It has no, you know, no game fence. These aren't Yellowstone wolves, first of all. Drives me absolutely crazy that they say that. But um, yet articles continue to uh, call them that very thing. Right. Uh, Montana hunters have killed uh, three wolves from packs based in Yellowstone National Park so far this season. Uh, apparently, those packs are not based there if they're not getting killed there. Right. I mean, well, they're moving on to things like you said. It drives me crazy, pastures. these stories. Well, come on. Why, why, why do you think they call them the, the Yellowstone wolves? Because they reintroduced them. Right. I mean, we took them out because we didn't want the population of animals in Yellowstone to be killed. And so we took all them were out. harvested southwest Montana after they had wandered north of the park. They didn't wander north of the park. It's not like they wandered outside. It's not like your dog wandering outside your yard. These are wild creatures, predators, predators there. You don't know how, why they made the decision to go north of this imaginary boundary line that you made up as humans. You you so, made up this imaginary line, and now you're saying that because they crossed your imaginary line as human beings, that this wild animal is, you know, putting itself in danger. Yeah, but why would they do it? It's the, because they're the, out looking uh, for more food, right? I mean, that, the, that happened in this previous thing on the island when they ran out of it. Then they ran out of uh, deer. They went to something else. So I think they're out looking for more food. That's it. The right. Dallas at Dallas Safari Club, they had a uh, some skins, some rugs made out of wolf, and the Yellowstone wolf were fantastic. They're beautiful. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they are. It. I'll tell you what else is fantastic is having PartsView.com as a, a supporter of the outdoor zone radio show i did a podcast with them earlier this week we'll promote it when it comes out it was a lot of fun man i absolutely love those folks over there at parts view because they care they're uh man they're just they're just good people smart people and they have an awesome product for all of us to enjoy partsview.com p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs 
Parts View is on a mission to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water with over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands. They've got all of your OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki, Maricruiser, Stern Drive parts and products, plus brands like Starbright, AFCO, Turning Point, TNH Marine, 303, all things I use, all brands I use. I absolutely love that we got one place to go. That's partsview.com. They pride themselves in great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, helpful customer service, and resources to help boaters find exactly the right products for their engines. Check them out, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Our friends at partsview.com. Game for Warden Field Notes coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. This is the Outdoor Zone. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, Outdoor Zone radio show broadcast to you live from the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9. Or recorded and presented on all your favorite podcast platforms. Feel free to share us with your friends. Go to theoutdoorzone.com and you can link on over to that. Hey, now it's uh, time for uh, Keystone, Keystone Bank. Keystone Bank. That's right. Our buddies Jeff Wilkinson over there at uh, Keystone Bank. His team are operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals like you. That's why they're so invested in the community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. We love, and us Bunkhouse Boys, we're part of the Keystone Bank. Uh, we love that uh, we can pick up the phone, go over there, call over there, and, and uh, or go over there and meet with somebody. It's a neighborly friendly uh folks it's not some crazy thing that you don't know who you're talking to banking at your fingertips anywhere anytime i can pick up the phone at my phone and jump online and move money around and take money out and try and figure out how much money i got uh to learn more to get started with the keystone account visit one of our locations in person there's 11,500 b caves road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, website keystone.bank, for all their information. Keystone.bank for all their y'all information. Didn't, y'all didn't get a Christmas gift from Keystone, did you? Hmm. Oh, my gosh. In- oh, all right, never mind. Interest. Don't worry about it. Interest no. per year. Don't worry about it. No, mm-hmm. it's all right. Carry on now. Playing no, favorites. Cool. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, game Warden Field Notes. Oh, you're talking about. Game Warden Field Notes. Game Warden Field Notes. (laughs) These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So you're talking about that uh, that silver chrome plated 
Oh, we can't talk gun about gun that Keystone gave us. Oh, the guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, from Vegas to Texas, while on patrol in Harris County, game wardens observed a flashlight beam in the woods and a truck operating erratically on an adjacent property easement road. Warden stopped the vehicle and contacted the driver wearing full camouflage. The driver exited the vehicle immediately with hands up. What appeared to be a road hunting case changed when the driver and their partner said they lived nearby and were investigating a prowler after an alert from their farm dogs. The wardens confirmed their house was located 200 yards away and were the couple stopped. While interviewing the driver, a loaded revolver was located on the center console. A serial number check revealed that the pistol was stolen during a 2006 burglary in Las Vegas. The driver said he couldn't remember if he was given the pistol or <laughs> purchased it, but denied any knowledge that it was stolen. With no evidence that the driver was involved or had knowledge of the theft, the couple were released from the scene and the pistol was seized for returning to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Now, that is an interesting game warden field note for several reasons. One is, kudos to the game wardens that did not take this down some road and become jacklegs because this guy had a gun that was part of something that was back in 2006 and didn't have any knowledge of it, didn't know, you know, he just ended up with it, which I can see that a pistol sold, given, handed down, moved around. I can see some of that happening. You wait. And I don't think it's no. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, do you check the serial number if somebody was selling you a gun or you know, you don't always you're not always going to do that. You're going to especially if you're buying it from somebody you know. Yeah, but it's not that point. I think the point is that he couldn't remember if it was he was given the pistol or purchased it. Oh, come on. Who doesn't Do you know? know? Think uh, of where all, all the... your... You remember where every one of your guns came from? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, you don't have very many then. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh my gosh. Th there, this lies a problem that, or a difference between uh, TJ and the rest of the world. This is a disconnect that the rest of the world doesn't understand. One time I got a call from TJ. He was like, hey, do you have my shotgun? <laughs> yeah, you I don't have any idea where half these guns well, are. Well, back in the day when I had guns before the boating accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know about all the, I didn't know about all the, you mean, people donate guns, give guns, all kinds of stuff happens. I just think it was a proper move by the game wardens to make that call. I think yeah, that that's was a lot it. of paperwork. You mean not to go overboard <laughs> with the situation, but keep it in hand? Like, what to, is this really about? Use, yeah, to use their judgment in that moment. 
with that person and decide, hmm, this guy's not, I don't think this guy is a nefarious. I don't think he's somebody we got to be pounding on. And they know where he is now anyway, and they got it. It's all, you know, recorded. If they find out something else, well, then, okay, they go back. Yeah, but there's a lot of criminals that are really, really, really good at getting right along that gray part of the line where you are doing something, but you are skating. Well, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that they're really good at it, because if we know about it, it means they've been caught. So I wouldn't say they're really, really, really good at it because the ones that are really, really, really good at it, I don't think you can quantify being that they haven't been caught. The ones that aren't really, really, really good at it have been caught and are the ones you're referring to because you, is that going way deep? No, because those people, they get someone else to do it. (laughs) (laughs) TJ's like... Teacher's like, I have no idea what you just said, so yes, you've gone well, too deep. I watch a lot of mobster shows, so I can tell you right now what it is. You hire other people to Chicago do Chicago that. days. That's right. The old Chicago days. I probably shouldn't joke about that, you know? No. Some, you really well, no, because you're... Beefsteak and his you don't uh, want to check security his number back, is... You don't want to check his background. There was don't do a... Security, social security number is zero, zero <laughs> nine com nine seven. on him. Yeah, yeah, there was some uh, activity in my b- family in the background. I know. Associated I, I with that. I came from actually a, a group of priests who ran oh. a <laughs> Muslim priests. <laughs> no, <laughs> that had Golly. to escape were re uh, relocated. All my ancestors Listen, were friars. My name, my name is Beefsteak Disco. I'm the grandfather. Okay. <laughs> You understand me? We on the same page here. You're using, you're using a Remington. I'm going to break your legs for using a Remington and not a Winchester. I can't believe you, you said I me. was born in Colorado. It's Colorado. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to live to regret that, too, son. <laughs> this one's for Colorado. <laughs> Bam. Going to get some people to take care of This one's for Illinois that. with an S. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, man. Just brought it all the way back around, didn't I? Now, now, so do you believe that with your DNA, you know, just like some ball players, their sons go on, is it environment or is it the DNA that keeps them where they like or are good at something or lean towards it? And is that true with like a human? Yeah. What are we talking about? You're human. Yeah, human. Like the background. TJ no, talked about, about the background, dogs. and he had some outlaws in his background, right? That you Who probably did? don't want it. You did. That's what hey, I understood. We don't talk. We don't talk about that situation. <laughs> Ed, would you consider yourself? My great great grandfather shot a man, and we're not allowed to be in a certain town in Texas. Yes, that's an awesome story, and I will keep it that way. By golly, and. Uh, but I did learn why it's pronounced grainy and not griani, as our name is spelled. The Germans pronounce the second vowel when there's back-to-back vowels in a name. And being that we came off the boat from Germany, it's grainy, pronouncing the A, not the E, so not griani. Carried by the C. So 
on the last my last name, which was from Germany, Disco, right? It was originally Discau, D-I-S-K-A-U with an umlaut A. And they said, sorry, let them play like, here. Discal. You, you came up with that uh, Discal uh, because you set, your ancestor sat on the leg of somebody else next to him in the, uh, on the boat on the Mayflower coming over. <laughs> they were like, Discal! <laughs> the, okay, first Get of all, it wasn't the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bunch it of pilgrims. That was a bunch of pilgrims. Have you ever been there before? Boat. Hey, you know I went. I went up in that South area, America. and I specifically wanted to go see the uh, Plymouth Rock, and it is such a disappointment. It is so. <laughs> it I is am so sorry, but you like been you look there, at a that. you look off of a like a plank, or they have you know a landing that goes and. You're like, there it is. Yeah, we you cut pull out over a hole. to the side of the road, and you walk out there, and it's like this rock, and it's like that could be that rock, or it could be one, you know. And what they had to do was just—I'm sure they just guessed at it. It's like, well, this is in the general area. Let's call that Plymouth Rock. You know that uh, the the Indian uh, face near that one that they're, you know, that they're carving out, and they have been for the last thirty years. They. Have we we talked about that? They make millions of dollars. It's a private owned. Yeah, rock we got a buddy, carving. Steve Lockoff. He's like a member of the of the tribe, uh, tribal donors or whatever. He got up close to that. Oh thing. man, that is a money making son of a gun. That rock, they're going to carry that for generations, making millions of dollars a year on that private property carving that rock of that Indian head. Hey, we're going to take a break. On the flip side. I'm just telling you, that's just a money-making deal, dude. We need to get us a big old rock, start carving on it. Uh, man, we've got a whole nother hour. We've got your Peter Report, Armed Citizens Report. On the flip side, though, I want to have a conversation with you fellas about something. I hope you kind of grasp what I'm, what I'm, what I'm reaching for here. On the flip side, we'll talk about it. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, 24/7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. 